How's it going, FPL managers? You're very welcome along to another episode of the Fantasyland FPL podcast. With myself, Stephen Gilroy, you can find me on Twitter at FantasylandFPL and also on Instagram under the exact same handle. Game week 14 is in the books and it's time to have a look back on what happened in the game week. It's been a, a bit of a mad one. All the points that we expected from some players didn't happen and then we probably had a lot of players that did return and we didn't expect them to return. So game week 14, as I said, done and dusted. Quick turnaround to game week 15, which of course is this Saturday with an 11am deadline. So make sure you don't miss that. Today on the podcast, we're going to cover uh, the Game Week 4 headlines, uh, we're going to have a look at my watch list, we're going to talk about transfer plans and captaincy for Game Week 15. So we'll kick it off, we won't waste any more time. Game Week 14, starting off with Chelsea and Watford. So Chelsea beat Watford 2-1 with goals from Ziyech and Mason Mount. Reese James wasn't even in the squad, something we may have expected because we knew that he had picked up a knock in training or something like that. Uh, there was no return for Marcus Alonso either, so the man that we thought was going to give us the points instead of Rhys James, or even Ben Chilwell for that matter, uh, didn't do anything at all in that game. That game was stopped for 15 minutes of course, because uh, there was an issue in the crowd uh, with a fan who had taken ill, so uh, hopefully he recovers soon. But when the game resumed, Chelsea took the lead, Watford got themselves back into it, and then a goal from Ziyech, near enough the end, got the win for Chelsea. So... Yeah, definitely, I suppose, frustrating that Chelsea couldn't keep the clean sheet because it's what they've been doing so well so far this season. But I suppose with the likes of, you know, Rhys James out out of the team, Ben Chilwell out of the team, it's a different sort of dynamic at Chelsea. So, I mean, the result for them was probably the most the main thing. But for us FPL managers, uh, we were obviously left disappointed. Southampton and Leicester played out an entertaining two-all draw with James Madison scoring once again and picking up all three bonus points. So James Madison and his stock is beginning to rise a little bit at the moment. So he got himself a goal against Watford last weekend. It was a different sort of affair this week as Leicester were uh, 1-0 down, then they were you know 1-1, then 2-1 down. Uh, so it was a bit of a topsy-turvy game, very entertaining. But James Madison, definitely, yeah, we'll speak about him in a while. He's probably going to pop up on my uh, watch list. I don't know if I go out and get him straight away, but he's definitely doing really well. And uh, he's playing some good football once again after a long injury layoff. West Ham and Brighton drew one all. Sauchek and Neil Mopé with the goals. Sanchez made four saves in that game, so he gained himself a bonus point. No return again for Antonio in this one, which, again... I suppose it's kind of coming to the end of the line of the really difficult fixtures for West Ham and Antonio. So I think after the Chelsea game, which is this weekend, game week 15, they do have a fairly favourable schedule. So I would definitely be hanging on to Antonio. I may even bench him this week because my team actually doesn't look that bad. But no return again. Brighton, I know, are an improving side all the time. Sauchek got the goal earlier on, and then Mopé was real, real led on when he got that one. But uh, it was nice to see Sanchez get four saves on bonus point, uh, following up from the A points that he got in the nil-all draw against uh, Leeds last weekend. So, good to see that. Wolves and Burnley drew nil-all in a fairly drab affair. Um, I will explain what had happened with Raul Jimenez later on in the podcast. I actually got rid of him very, very last minute, but I'm kind of glad I did. I'm kind of done with the whole Wolves attackers, defenders 
uh, Wolves in general situation. You know, I'm I'm done with them at the moment. So I'm going to move all them on. Mad City beat uh, Aston Villa 2-1 with goals from uh, Bernardo Silva and Ruben Diaz. Bernardo Silva got the uh, three bonus points in that one. So definitely Bernardo Silva. He's someone that we can consider 100% now. He seems to be playing a lot, a lot more regularly uh, in Pep's teams. So it's looking pretty safe. Liverpool were just too much for Everton as they won 4-1 on the night in the Merseyside Derby with all the usual suspects in the points. Salah with two goals, Jada with one and Jordan Henderson with the other. So yeah, I watched the highlights, the extended highlights of this back and in fairness, Liverpool tore Everton shreds. They were really, really good on the night and uh, they could have absolutely no, no complaints. I thought maybe when they got back into it with the goal from Damari Gray, that it may have looked not too bad. They may have got themselves, you know, another goal. It could have been game on. But, yeah, Liverpool put the foot down and uh, they put themselves in a position where they went on and scored twice more and uh, finished Everton off pretty convincingly in the end. Uh, a big relegation scrap at the bottom of the table between Newcastle and Norwich. Finished 1-1. Wilson scored a penalty midway through that game, uh, especially after Newcastle had a man sent off very early. Kieran Clark got sent off in that one. Norwich were piling on the pressure in that one and uh, then, of course, the whole tide of the game turned as Newcastle got a penalty and Callum Wilson scored. But then an absolute stunner from Timu Puki. He is a man bang in form at the minute. Uh, he levelled it up and the game finished one all. Leeds won a very late penalty for a handball against Palace. Rafinha stepped up and converted from the spot kick to win the game. Uh, very strange situation in that Leeds game as I suppose I think Cooper was on for all three bonus points. And usually you would think that if a game is won very late on and a player converts a penalty that they might get all three bonus points. But Rafinha just got the standard clean sheet, minutes played, goal scored. And uh, I, I couldn't really understand it. Maybe there's someone out there that knows a little bit more about the bonus point ranking system and the scoring system and how it's actually done. Because I don't really understand how the the player that kicks the winning penalty uh, doesn't manage to get any bonus points at all. You know, maybe not the three bonus points. I understand that. But to, not to, to win any bonus points in the end uh, is, is very, very, uh, very, very kind of confusing, to be honest. But uh, yeah, however, Leeds got the win. That was good to see. I was delighted, as he can imagine. Uh, Spurs had a good 2-0 win over Brentford. Son and an own goal from uh, Sergi Canas won the game for them. A regular assist was also the third return in a row for the fullback. So I would never have saw three returns in a row for Regulon, never mind one or two. Uh, but now he's got a return in three game weeks in a row. Looks really good. He's nailed on in that Spurs team and uh, he is actually part of uh, the transfer plans which I'm going to talk about a little bit later on. Finally, Manchester United won a frantic game against Arsenal by three goals to two. Ronaldo the star once again with two goals, uh, a 13-point haul and three bonus points. So yeah, a very, very eventful game at Old Trafford. I think it was at Old Trafford and uh, in fairness, Manchester United really did turn on the uh, turn on style to beat Arsenal in the end. I had no idea how, how that game was going to go. I think a few people in my mini leagues actually had Ronaldo. So uh, if you had Ronaldo and you kept hold of him, well done. You'll uh, definitely shoot up the ranks. Uh, that is a very, very differential kind of pick because I know a lot of people have uh, let go of Ronaldo over the last couple of weeks. But um, 
yeah, good win for United. And um, yeah, that is game week 14 wrapped up in a nutshell. So with the conclusion of game week 14, how did my own team do and how did I get on for game week 14? Well, I finished with uh, a points total of 67. Uh, I had initially got 71, but I took a minus four. So to explain the minus four, I had put up a tweet last Thursday, or sorry, Tuesday, I put it up on Tuesday, to say that I wasn't going to go for a Newcastle attacker. And I am the worst in the world for getting to a point on the day of the deadline, looking at it, thinking about it, thinking about it a little bit more, and then finally saying to myself, you know what, I'm going to go and get a Newcastle attacker because I like that fixture so much against Norwich. So I had planned to get rid of Raul Jimenez over the last couple of weeks, and I was at a loss of what kind of replacement to bring in because obviously this year, in terms of striking options, there hasn't really been any real standout options on a consistent basis week on week. So I looked at it. Uh, it was a toss-up between Callum Wilson and uh, St. Maximin. And I said, yeah, I'm just going to go for St. Maximin. So I went for him literally an hour before the deadline, brought him in. And I was kind of happy to bring him in too. I was, I said, that's a good fixture against Norwich. And it's a, it's, it's a big game. I think Newcastle might get their act together eventually. And uh, start to uh, pick up some points. But uh, yeah, of course, he only gets a two-pointer. And uh, that ends up being my little experiment uh, done and dusted for the game week. And um, I suppose looking back on it now, it was disappointing, absolutely. Just to see the two-pointer because, you know, it's it's cost me, you know, a couple of points or whatever. But now he has a decent fixture against Burnley coming up this weekend so you know it's looking like I'm gonna to have to hang on to him anyways uh, for another week until I can uh, figure out what to do but I suppose look not the worst striker in the world to kind of have on your bench I know a lot of people probably prefer Callum Wilson over St. Maximin but um, yeah it was just a very last minute decision but anyway back to how I got on for game week 14 so as I said 67 points and just a brief reflection on some of the things that went good and bad for the game week. So Sanchez got himself a four-pointer. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, he got a four-pointer. Yeah, sorry. Uh, he got a four-pointer uh, with... Uh, he got a lot of saves in that game, a lot of a lot of um, one-on-ones uh, right. And the thing with Sanchez is it just never seems to kind of, you know, let you down. I've had Sanchez since the start of the season... And like I've just been kind of you know very happy to have him. Like he's a good option as a goalkeeper. I mean, there's so many good other options out there, like Aaron Ramsdale, Sa of Wolves. But I'm happy with Sanchez, and I've never been a big fan of you know having you know expensive goalkeepers or goalkeepers over five five million or five point five million. So um, yeah, nice four pointer for Sanchez. At the back, it was disappointing from Cancelo and Alonso. So they got themselves two and one point. Um, respectively I suppose Man City went 2-0 up and you kind of said to yourself oh you know we're, we're well on here for a clean sheet but I suppose in the same style as Sunday when they played West Ham uh, very very late on the uh, clean sheet was wiped out and of course Marcus Alonso then didn't really do anything of note I read some of the stuff online and um yeah, he didn't. He didn't probably do an awful lot. So I'll be hoping for uh, for a different outcome against West Ham at the weekend. But yeah, they were definitely you know very disappointing. And then of course Rhys James didn't play, so 
then it was Connor Gallagher who came into my team for a one pointer. So again, that just that just makes up this just making up the numbers. Uh, then the only good return at the back, I suppose, was Regulon with a twelve pointer. So I've spoken about Regulon a couple of times already in this pod, and I just feel like he's a very very good option for anyone out there that is looking for a replacement for the likes of Ben Chilwell. I know you might want to go with a Chelsea defender, you know, like for like, but. I'm telling you, give this guy a chance. Spurs look pretty all right. They're starting to get their, their act together a little bit now. They were good last night. I've seen bits and pieces of the highlights. Uh, but Regulon with a 12-pointer, we will take more of that if we can get it. Um, so he won't be going anywhere. In midfield then, Rafinha got an 8-pointer. As I mentioned before, very frustrating and uh, weird that uh, I didn't manage to uh, get any bonus points for him. But as I said, if anyone wants to explain the bonus point system to me i'd be more than happy to listen uh salah then self-explanatory 30 points as my captain where you know 70 or 80 percent you know all your points coming from uh as my captain you know absolutely electric um really really good you know the two goals he got were of the highest quality and uh one thing i noticed about him i knew it already but he's absolutely electric he's a really really pacey player and uh, everton's defense just did not know what to do i think luca dean at one stage tried to run with salah and uh he just did not get near him he wasn't even a yard close to him so uh fantastic performance again by salah and uh, of course we can't forget our other liverpool asset which uh we've been banking on the last couple of weeks uh diogo jada Got another good return with eight points. Nice to see. Got a great goal. Uh, Trent, I don't don't have Trent, obviously. Uh, I was kind of glad to see that uh, he, he hadn't got any assists or uh, no clean, clean sheet points uh, either. You know, I suppose when I don't have him, I'm always hoping that he doesn't do anything because, you know, he's so capable of going all the way up to, you know, 15-point hauls. And uh, just to see that he didn't do anything was uh, <laughs> was absolutely fine for me. And then finally, the strikers, mainly disappointing with Vardy, Antonio, and uh, as I mentioned there two minutes ago, St. Maximin all blanking on the game week. So Vardy last week, I suppose, was it a bit of a flash in the pan? You know, his confidence is up, obviously, after playing Watford, but uh, he was very, very quiet against um, Southampton during the week. So um, I, I, I came home on I came home on Wednesday night, and I sat down and the first thing I'd done was I was like, I need to make a replacement. I'm going to take Vardy out. I'm going to get someone else in. So I'll explain in a few minutes where my transfer plans are going. And I've only made one free transfer this week. I haven't decided to roll. But um, yeah, he's definitely going to be going out. So that's my team. 67 points, as I said. And rank-wise, I'm staying pretty much where I am. Like last week, I was in and around 700k or the mid 700k it's pretty much stayed the exact same way it's not moved up or down in any way and it's just making me think now maybe that if for game week 15 i'm gonna do something a little bit different you know to try and make up a little bit of ground because obviously if i continue to captain salah each and every single week it's probably just going to yield the exact same results every single time. I think we're getting to a stage now where a lot of people have the same players, not just for Liverpool, uh, but different teams as well, like Chelsea. A lot of people have double Chelsea. You know, Some people have triple Chelsea. Um, a lot of people have the likes of Antonio. A lot of people have Ronaldo. A lot of people have um, the likes of Rafinha as well. Like So um, I may have to do something a little bit different just to get myself back in the game once again. But uh, once I figure that out, 
uh, should be all right. So we're going to move on to uh, who caught our eye over the course of game week 14. So the first name I have on the list is Ronaldo. Obvious reasons, great fixture run coming up. Um, I think if you have Vardy, if you have Kane, uh, you're probably you know with one eye over your, sh- your shoulder on Ronaldo, and you're probably thinking, you know, maybe for the, for that fixture run, if they start to if they start to you know make a bit of ground, start winning a few games, then you know he could be great to get in. I would definitely think so. Like I, you know, will definitely be thinking about him over the next couple of weeks. So yeah, obvious reasons. Bernardo Silva then, he's doing enough to warrant a selection now. Um, I like Bernardo Silva. If I was going to go for a Manchester City midfielder, I would be more than happy to go for Bernardo Silva. He's playing really well. Got a fantastic goal and all three bonus points the last night against Aston Villa. I wouldn't be too afraid of having him. I would definitely, definitely consider it. Uh, Regulon is also a great pick now. As I mentioned before, three returns in a row. That cannot be ignored. We can't just turn a blind eye to a player that is playing that well. Lamptey, Tyreek Lamptey, is coming back to form for Brighton. He got himself an assist for Neil Neil Mopé's goal in that game against West Ham. He's a very, very quick player, pacey player, and um, he looks to be uh, just nailing down his spot again in that Brighton team. I know he's played, you know, up to 70 or 80 minutes in the last couple of games, but, uh, you know, I would imagine that he's going to start playing 90 very, very soon. Mason Mount with a goal and an assist, but you need to watch rotation with Mason Mount. So, obviously, he's a decent he's a decent option. It's a good idea, but in theory, if you think about it, this time of year, the busiest time of year for FPL and the Premier League in general, you would imagine that there will be a lot of rotation. And is Mason Mount going to fall? You know, he's going to fall victim to that. Probably more than likely, I I would say that he probably will, but. I don't know anybody that has Mason Mount at the moment. Like maybe people are thinking about getting him in, but I would just be very, very careful about that Chelsea midfield. You don't know what way um, it's going to go over the next few weeks. Uh, Diogo Jada, if you don't already have him, then you probably need to prioritize. So when Mane and Salah leave for the African Cup of Nations, you can bet that the likes of Jada is going to be the main man in that Liverpool team. And Firmino is going to come back. Um, probably going to have a lot of Origi and Minamino. You're probably going to have players like that playing a lot. But um, yeah, Jada is going to be a mainstay in that team. And he's probably going to play a lot over the um, January period, January, February. I think as far as I know, the African Cup Nation goes on for uh, a pretty long time, depending on uh, how some of the teams get on. So that is just a few of the players that have caught the eye over the course of game week 15, or game week 14 rather. Uh, next on my list is the transfer plans. I've only made one transfer this week, and you know a lot of people say to me that this transfer is probably a bit of a risk, considering how he's played in the last couple of games. And in fairness, even last night against Brentford, at the time of recording this, we're on Friday. He was. Uh, a lot of people said he was poor. A lot of people said he looked sluggish. And yeah, look, that 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 absolutely does concern me in some way about um harry kane um harry kane i'm talking about of course um but i just feel like this fixture against norwich i know norwich are starting to fight back a little bit now but spurs are starting to look a little bit more clinical a little bit more potent and could be the turning point for harry kane this weekend and i'm taking a chance on him the only thing i would say 
about this transfer. So obviously, I've transferred Vardy out. Vardy's gone now. And uh, it's going to be Harry Kane in. And I've done the transfer already. So I don't have any other free transfers. Um, I'm down to zero. And I'm not really interested in taking another minus four. So definitely not going to do that. I'm not going to take a minus four. I'm not interested in taking uh, a minus four again this week. Because every time I take a minus four, it just seems to it just seems to go badly. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> so yeah, Harry Kane is the player in and Vardy is the player out I have full confidence and I'm just going to keep saying that to myself over the course of today and uh, when I speak to anyone about fantasy today I'm just going to be the same thing I'm going to be like I have confidence that Harry Kane is going to do the business for Spurs this weekend and uh, hopefully he can because uh, they have they have a good fixture uh, this week and uh, next week I think also and I think they only have one difficult fixture I think it's Chelsea over the next three or four weeks but um yeah we'll have to see how it goes so next up uh, we're going to talk about some of the fixtures happening in game week 15 so it's important to remember that the deadline for the uh, fixtures this week of course is uh saturday and uh it will be an 11 a.m deadline as far as i know yes it's an 11 a.m deadline i just checked here uh so we have west ham and chelsea is the first game on saturday at 12 30 followed by newcastle and burnley southampton brighton wolves liverpool watford man city that's a late game on uh, saturday of course watford and man city then you have leeds and brentford on sunday at two also manchester united crystal palace spurs and norwich aston villa and leicester everton and arsenal then play on monday so out of all them fixtures i think there's a few of them that a lot of people will be targeting so the likes of liverpool and wolves look everyone's got salah everyone's got jada everyone's got trent that's probably going to be a, a highly owned and a highly watched fixture for fpl assets uh, the likes of chelsea and west ham also will reach james be back in time uh, we're hoping he will if it was only a knock then surely he should be okay but definitely keep an eye on it Man City and Watford, like that could be a really big game for for uh, Man City to go big in. If you have any Man City assets, I don't know, like the likes of Cancelo, the likes of um, the likes of Sterling or Bernardo Silva. Although when I say Sterling, and I mean, does anyone really own Sterling anymore? I don't think so. I don't think he's highly owned in the game at all uh, this year, but. There are definitely two of the fixtures that I would be looking at. Newcastle and Burnley, I see as well at 3 o'clock. The likes of your St. Maximins, your Cornets for uh, Burnley. Could be could be a very interesting pick. Then on Sunday, Man United and Crystal Palace. Can Manchester United continue uh, the good form uh, against uh, Crystal Palace? Can Ronaldo keep up his good form? Spurs and Norwich, as I said... I brought in Harry Kane for uh, this fixture, not just exclusively, but definitely for the next couple of fixtures. Would you captain a Spurs player against Norwich? Maybe. It's it's definitely an option. Um, Leeds and Brentford, then, yeah, very kind of, you know, 50-50 game there. Two sides that have only played in the championship together only like a couple of years ago. Um, and they're probably they're probably the standout fixtures I think for the league this weekend in terms of fantasy. Uh, there's probably uh, interest in the likes of Brighton and Southampton as well. You know we have Sanchez as our goalkeeper. Uh, maybe you know the likes of um, the likes of Aston Villa and Leicester. If you're keeping 
Vardy, if you have James Madison, I know James Madison is probably on a lot of people's radars at the minute, you know, to bring into their teams. But um, no, not, not for me just yet. I, I liked him last year, but I think this year so far, uh, he's probably going to be a no from me. Uh, with regards to my own team then, apart from the transfer that I made, bringing Vardy out uh, and putting uh, Kane in, there is no other issues really. I see James still has... A yellow flag above his name but the back line I suppose it's going to be you know Regulon, Cancelo, James, Alonso, Livermento so probably going to go with five at the back uh, then the three in midfield are Rafinha, Salah and Jada and then up front it's Kane and Saint Maximin so pretty happy with that my bench then is Antonio, Basuma and Connor Gallagher so I think that's pretty good I wouldn't have uh, too many uh I wouldn't have too many worries about them three players on the bench. There might still be a little bit of rotation this weekend, but I wouldn't say there'd be a lot of it. Like I wouldn't like say that there'd be any big surprises. I expect that James would probably come back into that team. Alonso will probably play too. Cancelo maybe might be the only worry against a Watford team. Um, but I know there's Champions League fixtures next week, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be too worried about that because Man City already have. Uh, their passage through to the last 16 and so do Chelsea and Liverpool for that matter so uh, I wouldn't worry about that too much the final thing we're going to speak about on the pod today is captaincy so it could be just a very very simple choice and the simple choice as always as it's been the last two three weeks four weeks five weeks even longer uh, Mohamed Salah set and forget walk away don't overthink it don't you know Probably don't overplay it. Don't 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 think about what what could be. Um, I think he still is the probably best option uh, that you're looking at for uh, this game week. I looked at Harry Kane, but like Vardy last week against Watford, uh, I just didn't have the courage to do it. And uh, I was actually going to captain Vardy against Southampton, but I'm very lucky I didn't. Uh, but yeah, Salah is the standout option. You could captain the likes of uh, Cancelo maybe against Watford. You could captain Jada if you liked for uh, for a big differential or Trent. Trent is definitely in the conversation now for captaincy. But yeah, I, I wouldn't think about it too much. I would stick with my guns. If you're a safe FPL player and uh, you feel like uh, that there's not much more that you can you know think of or do in that sort of sense, then uh, just go for Salah because it's probably the best option for the game week. So all there's left for me to do is say best of luck for game week 15, as I always do. Uh, I'll be hoping for a climb in the rank uh, closer to 600k or 500k. Remember, I said 500k was my target by Christmas. Uh, hopefully, I can do it. And um, over the next few weeks, with the game weeks that we have, we can uh, try our best to get there. Um, thanks, million for listening to the podcast. Uh, anyone that does take the time to listen to it, uh, it's very much appreciated. Uh, definitely feeling like accountability is the main thing uh, about recording these podcasts uh, over the, this F, this busy uh, period in FPL. So uh, I like just sitting down and uh, recording them. And if you do enjoy it, make sure you subscribe or follow on Spotify and you'll never miss an episode. So I will be back once again uh, next week. Uh, for a full breakdown of game week 15 and a look ahead to game week 16. So we'll chat to you then. Best of luck for the game week and we'll talk to you soon.